Hi, it's Ted here, the unofficial spokesperson for Consumer Cellular, with some very official advice. All right, how do I put this lightly? Your wireless provider is overcharging you. Well, that was easier than I thought it would be. So, get the exact same coverage as the major carriers at half the cost. Switch and save up to $250 a year on all the talk, text, and data you need at ConsumerCellular.com. This week on Androids and Aliens. What's the name of the school again? Uh, it's the <laughs> Copyright University of Xenoarchaeology and Xenoanthropology. Party school. Uh, total, party, total party school. school. A sanctuary of higher learning. And the place is a mess. What happened here? This disarray is not typical for the doctor. It almost looks as if she was packing quickly and yet rather erratically, but yet the room itself appears to be ransacked. Gets rocked to its core. You look over at PG and you see she's got like bruises on her arms and almost like a bite mark. Oh. As strange clues begin to surface. Who are you? He looks at me, shut up. <laughs> Who are you on the night of the 15th? So you're telling me if I head to your home, I'm not going to find a dead cassava cut up and shoved in trash bags in your garage? No, but you'll find signs of struggle and a dent over here. Will the crew have to take the law into their own hands? As you are, Starfinders, I would be amenable to giving you all short-term deputation, but I would do so only under two conditions. The adventure continues. Has Ellie ever been involved in a good old-fashioned class cannon network roll-off? I don't, I don't think so. You know who's been involved in all of them? Grant. <laughs> no. I don't know about you guys, but I remember a time when the Cabaret University of Xenoarchaeology and Xenoanthropology was a place where kids could go and learn about Xenoarchaeology. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> Xenoarchaeology and Xenoanthropology. It was the place to go. You'd get the brochure in the mail when you're about to finish high school and think, that's where I want to go. That's where I want to study Xenoarchaeology and Xenoanthropology. I want to go to a campus that is intrigue-free, stress-free. Where journalists report unarmed. Unarmed journalists, <laughs> not just shooting up dorms. Yeah, where professors aren't randomly killed in their rooms. <laughs> Disappear. Stolen. Kidnapped. What what's is the name going the, on? What's the name of the school again? Uh, it's the <laughs> Copyright University of Xenoarchaeology and Xenoanthropology. Party school. Total party school. No, I remember Playboy. What's their mascot, Troy? Um, it is the the flying amoeba. Oh yeah, <laughs> singular. I like that. Yeah, the uh, amoeba, the flying the amoeba. amoeba. No, because every year, like every year, because like, Playboy come out with their girls of the pack worlds edition. It was oh, like that. College was like always like it was that in Arizona State. University. Yeah, it was that in ASU like every year. Girls <laughs> of the pack world. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Girls of the packed world. Yes, uh, Cabaret University of Archaeology and Zine Anthropology was my backup. <laughs> That's what people say. Safety school. Safety school. Safety school. Um, yeah, I mean, you came here. The Starfinder Society sent you. That you met up with Walos, the contact, who was very excited, starstruck, if you will, to meet you. Takes you there to introduce you to Professor Muhali. I think he's the killer. You think he's? Yeah, it was Colonel Mustard. Colonel Walos. <laughs> it's always who you least expect. It's always who. Yes, he is. And there's no cook, so it's definitely him. He's a creepy-looking dude. Did I show you the picture of him? 
I don't. That's Waylos. Oh. He's kind of a weird looking guy. He's kind of a weird yeah. looking guy. Yeah. He's but, uh, got some he looks like antennas. He's yeah. like John Malkovich with antenna. He does have a Malkovichian quality about him. Those antennae are really popping. And he's got like <laughs> scales, like ridged scales on his face with the, the markings uh, that many Lashenta tend to have. Anyways, he's all excited to introduce you to Professor Muhali, who is the head of one of the departments. But there's like a, uh, a situation outside the lobby of her building. You find out that one of the professors there, uh, Dr. Alabians 21-2. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Alabians 21-2. <laughs> uh, gave an incendiary lecture the day before, uh, kind of promoting some bad stuff. And it's caused uh, an uproar about the campus. You are able to trick the journalists by firing a gun, I believe. Uh, <laughs> and then blaming it on said journalist. Blaming it on said journalist. Very subtle act of deception <laughs> perfect crime and you wonder why no bottle caps are in the water <laughs> uh, but uh, Kimsey the receptionist is psyched oh whatever you need oh you want to go see Muhali no problem you go up to speak to her and she's like I cannot even begin to help you right now because of this Alabians 21 too. You know what? Go talk to him. If you can have him make a public apology, I'll give him back his, uh, his tenure track and access to the records. You go to him and he's, uh, he's quite, a, quite a fellow, contemplative, a giant brain. Contemplative. And he stands by <laughs> the name his, <laughs> his speech. He stands by his beliefs. But he says, okay, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll make a show of it. I'll do a big apology. But I want not only my tenure back, not only my access to the library, but I also want this scrub for my permanent record. And you convinced Muhali to do that, right? Yes. Um, yes. So he was very happy, and uh, he gave you his lecture money. She gave you a ring that was supposed to go to him for a tenure. What was it, a Mark I ring of resistance? Who yep. took that, by the way? I we don't think we ever decided. decided. Yeah. Let's yeah. figure it out right now. I think, has Ellie ever been involved in a good old-fashioned glass cannon network roll-off? I, I don't not. think so. You know who's yeah. been involved in all of them? Grant. Yep. <laughs> I always want it. You know who wins a lot of them? Grant. 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 That's right. Yep. I think we should. We all need it. We could all use it. Yeah, we could all use it. So let's roll off. So let's do a roll off. Five, five way roll off. Roll off. Five way roll off. Make sure everyone has their bonus. Everybody roll. Flat D twenty roll. Remember to add your bonus. Add your bonus. Oh really? Bonus? No. Is that apple <laughs> juice or is that urine? It doesn't quite look like apple it's, juice. It can be both. It looks like a sample. It's it gonna like be turned definitely into urine. a sample. Like a huge sample. It's like, man, we don't need this much. Please take <laughs> this off the table. We don't need a week's worth. Uh, all right, everybody roll your D twenties. Right. Come on. Come on, Dax. 14. 14. Who's got higher than 14? 15, 16? Natural 20. Oh, oh Matthew. Oh, man. Captain, Captain K. Captain K will get the ring today. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, mark one ring of resistance. What does that give you? A bonus to each of your saves? I think it's, yeah, plus one to saves, I think. Is that a magic gear or what do you think? I it think is. Magic. magic or, high, I guess magic. It must be magic. I think it's magic. Mark one ring of resistance. I think Mark, doesn't that mean that it's technology? Uh, it might be hybrid. It might be hybrid. It's yeah. magic. It is. Okay. Yeah. Add, is, yeah, it's like, add for free. And what is it? Plus one to your saves? Lisa. Yeah, and then Mark two is plus two, plus three. Plus right. Uh, very cool. Um, so you get that, get a little cash, and uh, he, uh, he says, you know what? Now that I have access to the uh, library again, give me a day or so. I will give you all of the findings on Halloween Zan that I can because he's so grateful to you. Meanwhile, Muhali is a little more forthcoming now that you've uh, helped her out. And she says, you know what? I can tell you some stuff, but 
the best person to, to talk to is Dr. Solstani. And then she starts looking in there and is perplexed. It seems like she took a sabbatical, but she never approved a sabbatical and all this. Stuff. Uh, we should let's go. Let's go. And this talk professor, to her. by the way, has never done this before. No, it's very has never taken a leave of absence without properly reporting. Very it. unlike her. Yes. Very unlike. By the way, uh, a ring of resistance offers you a plus one bonus. A ring of resistance mark one offers you a plus one bonus to one save, your lowest save, or if you're tied for the oh. lowest, you choose. Oh, that's wow. interesting. So it's not really that, all that powerful. Oh, huh. that's okay. crap. Well, I'm Good glad thing you, you all it. fought over it. Yeah, but you know what? You have that garbage ring. <laughs> None of you have that plus one. Oh, it's true. Oh, oh. that's true. That's a factual statement. That is true. Um, so you go to talk or just go check out Dr. Solstani's office. Knock, 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 knock. No one answers. She keys in and the place is a mess. Maybe it's been ransacked. Who knows? All you see is the computer cabinet doors ajar, papers scattered everywhere. And that computer with the blink, blink, blink diode. Dr. Muhali is like, what? What happened here? This this disarray is not typical for the doctor. She is an exceedingly meticulous woman in all things. It almost looks as if she was packing quickly and yet rather erratically, but yet the room itself appears to be ransacked. This is this is not right. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to contact the police and file a missing persons report. These are dire findings. Please, I, I encourage you to investigate yourselves as well. You are star finders, after all. I'll be back momentarily. Can you imagine a scenario where <laughs> you're having uproar on campus because and a bunch of and a bunch of and like this total asshole dweeb <laughs> professor saying racist shit, <laughs> and you're you the boss meet these rando people who walk in and you're like, can you deal with my problem for me? <laughs> After fire, <laughs> shooting firearms in the lobby of the yeah, school. Yeah. She's like, yeah, can you just, I'll, like, can you do, like, take all the responsibility and do my job? Yeah. Well, you are Starfinders. It's a respected position. That's true. Throughout true. the packed worlds. She knows, like, if anyone can deal with it. If anyone can deal with this uh, this staffing problem, it's Starfinders. Also, can you imagine walking into someone's office and being like, don't worry about it, I'm an Eagle Scout. Yeah. I did several years of <laughs> campouts. <laughs> Go call the police. I'll do what I can here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys who I've never met before, investigate. In this yeah. crime scene, this fresh crime scene. You guys do whatever you want with the crime scene. I'm going to call the police call and make sure they know it is in no state what it was when I first found it. Right. Oh, it's all right. They've all been on television. They, they're all very, very briefly famous. Leave them, leave fingerprints everywhere. Uh, oh, please. Starfinders always carry latex gloves with them. She, do. She uh, takes off to go call the cops. <laughs> She's freaking out. She's not in her right mind. That's right. really what it comes down to. But Chris she thinks... puts on some gloves and grabs a pen so she can pick things okay. up. Okay. <laughs> um, puts on gloves, grabs a pen. What do you want to do in here? Oh. So Kreska. Dax oh. wants to move to... Is there a window on the other end of the room? Uh, yes, there is. It he's, overlooks the quad. He's just going to move to the other, other end of the room and overlook the quad. Okay. And just kind of like see if there's anything suspicious happening. If this happened just now mm. or not, just mm. to make sure that mm. nobody's fleeing across the quad or doing anything. Yeah, you shady. look out the quad. Uh, everything appears normal. Everything appears normal. No, nothing out of place. Okay. Can we do In perception? Yeah, you want to do a little perception. The room. I want to see if, like, similar to what Joe was talking about, like if there's dust, like how hmm. long ago this happened. If okay. we could, how yeah, fresh? We'll if there's anything fresh? Oh, great, natural one. 
I rolled an 11 perception. 21 perception. 21 perception. What are you looking for there, uh, Meishan? Looking for anything unusual. I know there are a lot of overturned things. Place doesn't look great. Mm -hmm. But just something that doesn't sit right with Meishan and her general sense of what's right and what's wrong. So you look around, and what did you say, 21? Uh Uh-huh. And the first thing that draws your t- uh, eyes, uh, the attention of your eyes, is the <laughs> ajar cabinets. So you go over there, and you peer in, and you see it looks like it contains what you would assume is Dr. Solstarny's uh, field suit, a set of basic Lashunta temp weave, Ooh. but it's fitted for a kasatha. Oh, interesting. <gasps> oh, wow. Um, Right now, it's fallen from its hanger onto the, like, floor of the cabinet. So does it look like to Shun that she may have, well, something hastily uh, happened here for sure? It looked like someone tried to grab it in a hurry uh-huh. and couldn't get to it. Um, does a Kasatha hanger have, like, four prongs instead four of pr- two? Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Is that why it took so long yeah, to get she, off? Yeah, like, someone tried to get it, but that those extra two prongs uh, held it. Like, someone tried to grab it, couldn't get to it, and just let it go. There's also, like, a dent in the cabinet that looks like someone collided into it violently, like, during a fight. Wow. Is it an outline of someone with forearms? It's hard to tell. It's just a big old dent, <laughs> like a butt. There were signs of struggle here. I wonder if... I wonder if she's been kidnapped. I'm going to detect magic around the room. Let's turn around and make sure I get all corners. Yeah. Um, you don't detect any magic. Frisk is going to go after the computer, see what he can find. All right, so you go over to the computer. Um, uh, 26 computer check. All right, so it's in sleep mode. Right when you touch it, it brings in her login screen. You did a 26 on the computer yeah. check. You get in. Awesome. So, child's play. You get past her, her uh, security measures. Password oh. one two three. <laughs> Classic <Password>. professor. <laughs> you start to review the computer's recent functions. Let's see what she was up to lately. What is the last thing she was looking at, researching? Browser history. What was her most like recent correspondence? Yeah, mm-hmm. and her personal calendar notes that she is scheduled for a research sabbatical in approximately two months as approved by her department head, Muhali, as well as the authorities in Turhalu Point on the east coast of Ukalam. That all adds up. If you want to travel to Ukalam, you need to Special have, permission. Yeah, you need special permission. It's like going to Cuba. Right, exactly. However, one of the recent files on the computer is a letter from Professor Muhali granting Dr. Solstarni leave to depart two months early to take advantage of special conditions in the field. And it was signed two days ago. She said she didn't expect this. She said that she didn't know. Came out of nowhere. She knew she was scheduled for the sabbatical, but she is surprised that she left early. But now you Mm. find a document signed by Muhali two days ago, giving her early leave for approval. Can I do look for, like go through the database, like online, the college, like find... Like maybe go to her LinkedIn page or something. Like find another example of Professor Muhali's signature and see if this was forged. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can go into the data sphere and find, find. Roll a roll perception. Okay. Uh, twenty-four. You're not an expert in forgery. I am actually. Oh, you are. Yeah. I can't. I think it's stealth. <laughs> 
There is what I can't remember. Medicine, archaeology, forgery, <laughs> stealth. No, I think it's stealth. One of one of the skills, like it actually, like specifically mentions forgery. Slight, sleight of hand. It might be sleight of hand. Oh, okay. Um, well, it's not impossible that it's a forgery, but if it is, it's done by someone very good. Okay. Because it looks very, very similar. There are some inconsistencies, though, but you don't know if that's a, a sign of forgery or just some, you know, someone who just signs their name different every time. Okay. Like I do. Me too. While you're looking around, Friss, you also find a series of about 15 messages exchanged between Dr. Sol Starney and a person named Dr. Arab Paqual regarding Solstani's research into the ancient Elven settlements mm. of Ukulan. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. The exchanges appear to begin fairly cordially as Paqual and Solstani discuss minor details of interest from the minimal research published across these sites, or about these sites, rather. As the discussion continued, though, you keep reading through these, it, it looks like Dr. Paqual grew increasingly more insistent and attempted to cajole the Kasatha uh, to meet with him at a cafe called the Five Arches mm. in Kavarat's Gateway District two days ago to appraise several artifacts he had recovered. It looks like Solstani refused, um, citing a busy schedule, but something about her response seems a little off. Like terse or... Well, sense motive. Uh, can I do it? Yeah. Yeah, he's reading this aloud, I figure. Uh, 25. Oh, beautifully done. It, uh, it seems like... 25 as well. Yeah, you would both know this then. Her message back to him conveys this feeling that she was becoming increasingly skeptical about what Pakal's motives really were. Hmm. Maybe he was a little too thirsty. <laughs> Maybe he did wasn't really interested in her research but wanted something... A, from her, something at least threw her off guard enough to be like, no, no, I can't meet you with the some shady about his whole approach. Yeah, so she was like, uh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing someone busy schedule. <laughs> uh, yeah. When in truth, you know, you can see her schedule. She wasn't busy that day. Uh, quick question. So I think so. Elves were their main. They're mostly confined to Soivrian on on Castrovel. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. And so like Uthalan, these might be like elven. Colonies, is that right? Yeah. So, Ukalam is the one that like none of the three main species touched. Right. Uh, yeah. The a the the gate building elves ruled uh, Soverian. Right. But if this is an ancient type situation before these uh, territories were even established as being run by so so and so. The, this research tends to uh, make you think that there were these ancient elven settlements out here, like pre uh, the establishment of territories. Okay. And that's what this research, uh, what makes this research so interesting. And that's what makes Halquim Zahn's research so vital to your search, because he's one of the only people that actually saw them or claimed to have saw them. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what you find in the computer. Yeah. Uh, forgery, by the way, is a computer. Yeah, it's good. I was just saying. Oh, okay. Computer. So, yeah. But I think that's for, like, official documents. I don't think that's necessarily for signatures. I don't think. I don't know. Well, sure. I mean, um, but it's an official document. If it's a university document that allows leave, you could say, you know, the whole document was forged or not. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So I share this with everybody. 
So it looks like she was trying to be uh, uh, sort of lured to this cafe to share the research, but she didn't want to go. She felt like it seems like she felt something was off and she didn't want to go. Hmm. And now we're left with this. Well, perhaps we should find a Rube Pequois. But even if she was going to a meeting that she didn't want to attend, it doesn't necessarily mean that she would leave in such a hurry or through such violence. The meeting itself does not explain what happened in this room. No, but there could be... It's the only lead right now that I see that we've got, so I think we should take it. Is there any other... um, What about a a survival check for any... uh, Evidence left behind if there was another person in this room, another race, or you know, a, a footprint, a handprint, uh, fingerprints. Yeah, go ahead and roll survival. Yeah, anyone can. Um, can I just take 20? Yeah, if we yeah. have time. 24, 24, sure. Same. 18. So you comb the place over. Um, the evidence of the struggle that Mei Shun found is clear. That would lead you to believe there's someone in there. Um, you now get the sense that it looked like multiple people huh. were in the room at the time of this uh, incident. Created, yeah, this incident. Um, you also, as you're looking around, you find under the cabinet a printed version of Arab Pakwal's invitation to the Five Arches. And you find it like slipped just below the cabinet, almost as if it was put there purposely, purposefully for someone to find it. Hmm. Oh, so maybe she knew they were coming, and then she planted something for investigators for to us find to later. find someone who had someone who had the time to go through <laughs> Eagle Scouts. <laughs> so she wanted to maybe hide it from them, but not from whoever came looking, rooting through her office. They probably wanted to smash and grab, right? And it's just the exact same thing that Friss found online. Yeah, but she just like the, printed the, out the hard email, copy. Yeah. folded it up, and it slid under there. It's very strange. Did- so she wants us to follow her. Did we ever do a sense motive on Professor Mahali? I believe we did several, right? Uh, I don't remember. Well, not about this incident. Uh, I don't think about the leave or whatever. Oh, maybe we did, actually. I don't remember. When she said, oh, this is, this is strange. She appears yeah. that she's on leave. She didn't report this. I don't. I don't remember if we did it. I think we did at that moment. All right. okay. Because we otherwise are assuming that it's a forgery. And but Mahali shouldn't she be back by now? I mean, she called the police, and then she, she would come back. I'm just. I'm just a little. It's bit a lot of red tape when you're calling the police. That said, I've never called a cop. <laughs> that said, I do it all the time. Uh, that said, I think. Complain about your neighbors. <laughs> I think that. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I, I personally, I'm an android. I can't read anybody, but I don't think Mohali is, like, no. lying about saying she went on leave. Is there a difference between the printed out document and the document we found online, or are they identical? Just a printout of it. The invitation to yeah. the five arches? Uh, identical. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, like someone hit print on right. Gmail. So can I do... Can I do a search, like a, just a computer search on this guy? What, right, what's his name? Arab Paqual. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, that, you could just like right, go right on the data sphere and look him up. Yeah. Um, so you, you look him up, you Google him, and you find a series of articles about elven ruins that he's published over the past six years. 
a first uh, glance, as you're looking through, it's, he appears to be a moderately well-established academic. Roll, though, like a culture or life science or physical science or a relevant profession archaeology. You could roll. Uh, oh, profession archaeology. Uh, 25. I got 27 on physical science. Ooh. Ooh. All right, so if PG's looking over your shoulder there, Friss, you both notice that it looks like most of his articles, as you start to dig deeper, really only appeared in, like, poorly vetted journals, or they cite him as, like, one of numerous secondary authors. Hmm. Roll a computer's check for us, because now your, your antenna are sort of twitching, your inner antenna. Uh, do, you want, do you want aid? 22. Yeah, go ahead and aid me. Clyde. Um, eight. I don't know. What's the aid? Uh, ten or better. Oh, DC yeah. Ten. Okay. So, 26. So, you look him up. Seems pretty well established. You start digging a little bit deeper. Oh, established, but in like shitty journals, and he's not even the main author. The computers check, you dig a little bit deeper. You detect inconsistencies in his online bio and records, suggesting that he might be entirely fictitious. He might not exist. Could be a pen name for one person, for many people. There's just something that leads you to believe this person, Arab Paqual, Dr. Arab may not even exist. Hmm. Might have been a cover. This person, that's very strange. I don't know if he exists at all. As you're hanging out, uh, Dr. Muhali uh, comes back. I, 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 brought, I brought the police. PG says, you're under arrest! <laughs> Three <laughs> guns. Three yeah, guns. We, start, we just start shooting immediately. <laughs> they, they're coming. This... This is Detective Wiener Poop from Cabaret. <laughs> he, he's not even trying. He anymore. came as fast as he could. <laughs> it's pronounced Weiner Pop, actually. <laughs> even though the spelling is identical to the words Wiener and Poop. It's Weiner Pop. It happens a lot. I hope no one's touched anything. This is a crime scene as far as I'm concerned. Who are you? He looks at me shut. <laughs> Where are you on the night of the 15th? Uh, are you telling me if I head to your home, I'm not going to find a dead cassava cut up and shoved in trash bags in your garage? No, but you'll find signs of struggle and a dent over here. I don't mean to do your work for you, officer. I'm sure uh, the Wiener Poops are excellent detectives. I'm sorry, Viner Pops. Viner Pops, yes. Oh, the Viner Pops. Viner Pops. Viner Pops. Let Viner me Pops. see this Edel dent. Vines. Yes, looks like a struggle. Maybe two, three people involved here. Dax is folding up the paper with the, uh, the printout. With the thing and, and just like subtly putting it in his pocket. What do you got there, metal boy? You didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, you didn't I say, I say it. an artillery laser. So you're telling me if I go to your house right now, I'm not going to find a dead Cassandra stuffed into a meat freezer? No, no. no. <laughs> I mean, is it Wednesday? <laughs> I did not do it. All right. Story checks out. <laughs> story, <laughs> story checks out. <laughs> it is, he, he just stares at him for a minute. This cracked police force. It's Casterville. Man, Weinerpop. He's great. Dr. Weinerpop. No, Detective. Detective Weinerpop. Is he a Loshunta? Sorry, did you say that? Uh, no, he's a human. Um, he's dressed like a typical, uh, you know, private dick. <laughs> so you're star finders, huh? Now, this is my jurisdiction, you hear? What else did you find? <laughs> <laughs> We found this, and Frisk pulls his gun and shoots it in his face. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, uh, looks like she had a uh, meeting uh, proposed to her by this Arub Pakwal. But I did some digging, uh, and it seems like he may not even exist at all. Mm. 
Let me take a look at that. Have you ever heard that name? Oh, sorry, that's my cell phone. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I had to turn it off before I came in. Shut, quiet! Sleep, honey, put these things to sleep. <laughs> hey, Rappaquale. eh? All right, so he may or may not be real. All right. What's the name? It's a hot lead. What's the cafe? What's the name of the cafe? The Five Arches. The, the Golden five. Arches. Oh, the Five Arches. Yes, it's the Gateway District. So she was uh, supposed to meet him there or something. Yeah. What was it? Was it when? When was the date? Like when? What was it supposed to have been? Two days ago. Two days ago. Right. Hmm. I think we should head over to the cafe. He looks up. He's like, "Did you?" Uh, Guys got security cameras here? I'm sure you uh, Starfinders check the uh, security cameras first thing, right? We were going to ask about that, but then you popped in, you big asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Misha. You big asshole. <laughs> sure you were, Starfinders. Is well, there a camera feed in every office? Yes, Mohali. Mohali's like, uh, no, we have them in the hallways and uh, over the entrances. We could go down to reception. Uh, um, Kimsey has access to those. Um... Is there anything else we need to cover here? Yes, we must let you know of the reporter that's been shooting up the university. We need Detective Weinerpop on this case right away. There's, there's so much going on at this university. <laughs> we'll need to bring in the stewards. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, let me just get this straight. This doctor disappeared in a surprising manner. Unplanned. Looks like there's signs of a struggle. She was talking with this guy online who may or may not exist, and now she's gone. Was supposed to go to a meeting two days ago at this uh, Five Arches. Meeting never happened, as far as we know. She was catfished. Mm. <laughs> All right. Let's go check out the cameras. Uh, Dax is also going to uh, go up to Mahale and say, we found a document on the computer that implies that you had signed two days ago an approval for her to go on an early leave. Is this a forgery, or do you simply not remember giving her this permission? I... I have no recollection of... Please don't lie to me. I'm sorry. Put your gun away. <laughs> I, I I, never signed such a document. I, I have no recollection, recollection of doing so. May I see it? Sense motive. Damn it. Six. Nine. Eight. Fifteen. Ten. She's telling the truth, as far as you know. Wow. What a bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, she asked to see it. Maybe yeah, Dax will, Dax will show her the document. She's like, this, I mean, the signature looks like mine, but I'm telling you, I never, never wrote such a document. Never signed it. Never drew this up. She was scheduled for leave two months from now. I mean, I would have had no problem approving her early, but I never signed this document. We need to check out these cameras. Perhaps they will let us see what happened. Let's check out. The Lead the way. Security footage. Oh, yeah. So you go down there, and as you're walking around, you see the hallways have cameras. There's cameras pointed like they would have picked up anything strange happening outside her doors. Um, but they're not in any individual offices or classrooms. So you go see a Kimsey. He's your buddy now. And he's like, yeah, let me, let me review the video logs. So he brings them up. It's really quick because it's the future. <laughs> and he's like, oh, "And he's storytelling to us. This is uh, this is quite strange." Here, come come around the desk, and you look at the video, and you see a trio of Karasha Lashuntas carrying heavy backpacks and wearing some very specific-looking uniforms, entering the building two days ago in the late evening, after all the reception personnel had left. 
looks like they took the stairs up, but then there's no footage of them on other floors or even leaving the building. This anything about any footage of the roof? Uh, they go, hey, let me check the roof. Goes to the roof. Nothing. There's Cross no references. Every footage they go up the stairs, and then you never see them. And obviously here. not on, uh, on the floor of what's her name? Solstani. Solstani. No. You see um, them enter stairs, and where they should appear on the next landing, they're gone. Is there any small details, like a like a uh, fine details, like a time code or anything like that, like on the feed, where you might be able to see that the footage was doctored, like from her floor, like a flash frame? Do like yeah. a computers or even a, a perception check. Computers would be better, but you can do perception. Computers. Well, I mean, let's just take twenty. Thirty-two. I mean, we can look at it over and over and over. Yeah. So if you now, if you take twenty on a trying to hack into a computer, you can perception. Set up the, I'm just saying, like, I look at the video over and over and over. By the way, but luckily for us, is a genius. Oh, okay. Right. Twenty. But I also have a hack directory feat, which means that I can, if I fail a hack, um, and the and countermeasures start happening, uh, I can actually do another roll, and and if I uh, if I'm successful with that check then the countermeasures won't trigger. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. called, it's wow. a mechanic trick. Well, that's so. awesome. Oh, so you don't get in. No, but I you, just But don't. you stall the countermeasures and yeah. get out. Oh, that's cool. Wow, that's really cool. So, Dax, your, uh, your ideas uh, seem to be correct, your instincts. It appears that there's inconsistencies in the footage on several floors, including the fourth floor, where Dr. Solstani's office is. So it suggests that someone hacked into the security cameras and looped footage of empty mm-hmm. hallways to hide whatever they were doing. Hmm. Classic. But they only had... Bottle cap. Nice. Yeah. Dex cap. Dex cap. This is, this is quite strange. So this was a whole big operation. Can I, I do a culture check on their uniforms? Yeah, absolutely. I thought you were saying that about about Joe getting a bottle cap. Oh. <laughs> this is, this is very strange. strange. The receptionist <laughs> is like, I've never seen this before. <laughs> Joe getting a bottle cap? Uh, 33. 33. Natural 20. <laughs> I love Frizz. <laughs> yeah, the uniforms are those of the Gateway District's Port Authority. These are uniforms of the Gateway District's Port Authority. How would they be here? Do I know like what what uh, anything about them? Yeah, what? so rolling over that natural twenty on the culture check, that's where the elf gates, the Idora, lie that people use to zip 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 all oh, around. Oh yeah, that they've been using since ancient times. The Idora. Idora. Yeah. Um it's, so it's it's their version of port authority. So these guys were <laughs> Portal Authority. Portal Authority. Oh. <laughs> Episode title. Uh, Bottle Cap. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Bottle Cap were checking out the uniforms. Though. Oh, yeah. 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 There were yeah. like two things you could have learned from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Them out. Uh, learned them. So you see a trio of Karasha Lashantas dressed as Port Authority people right. come up. Somebody hacked into the footage, had to have been done remotely, to hide whatever they did. You now see signs of a struggle in her office that involved multiple people. Dance. Her leaving a breadcrumb behind, perhaps, for you to find this invitation from Arab Paqual to the Five Arches. We've got a lot of information here. We yeah, are, we do. We are clearly being manipulated. If whoever's responsible for this had the wherewithal to hack in and change footage, why did they let us see the information that Dr. Friss pointed out? I don't think the Port Authority was responsible for this at all, and we're being put on. But of course they wanted to hide wherever they took yes. the Solstani. Yes, yes. Well, based on this evidence, it appears that the best course of action 
is to follow up on these connections to the Five Arches and to the uh, Port Authority. Based on the nature of the suspects here, I imagine the perps will probably hide at the first sign of law enforcement. As you are Starfinders, I would be amenable to giving you all short-term deputation to investigate the situation further if you are interested in helping out the university, but I would do so only under two conditions. One, that at least two of you wear a wire. If these people are dirty, I want to hear it on tape. <laughs> so hold up in court. I ain't wearing a freaking wire, man. <laughs> You're gonna wear a wire if I, I say no so. snitch. <laughs> I don't wear no freaking wire. He, man. Rips, he rips your shirt up, and you're already wearing one. <laughs> yeah, I'm already. Then Chris has like a Port Authority badge. Yeah. Yeah. He's been he has, for him he all has all an Eoxian wire on. <laughs> yeah. my, like it was him the whole time. I got my Port Authority employee ID badge. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Two of you. Two of you gotta wear a wire. And two, I want you to let a pair of my guys follow you, shadow you. They'll stay at a considerable distance, just in case there's trouble. What, what, do, you, what, what do you say? What will their names be? Those yeah. that are following us, we need to know. I'll have to look at the details. <laughs> Who's working that night? <laughs> to look at the shift chart, but I'll be sure to make up something stupid. <laughs> uh, I hope they have a uh, as realistic a name as Finer Pop. <laughs> Thank you. You know, no one gets that right. I've they well, always Vanya. My last name is Vanya. It's unusual, so I appreciate that. I volunteer to wear the wire. Ah, good. Dark. Good. Good. <laughs> Who else? I need two. I will wear the other wire. You are. You are a freaking wire. wire. I am a walking, it's, talking wire. <laughs> it's just constant interference. Yeah. Getting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, feedback. He's like, uh, I call the root squad. <laughs> I'm on the root squad. You are, are the root squad. squad. <laughs> please, please, Starfinders, you would be doing a great service not only to the university, but to humanity. She has a family, children. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Complete Good. quiet. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. We, we, I guess I won't push it any further. <laughs> <laughs> we knew someone once who had children and a family, oh. but I can't remember her name. Kumquat, that was it. Yes, Kumquat. 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 Yes. yes. It was a tragedy when we lost Kumquat. Really? <laughs> should have named the ship after him. <laughs> we didn't have a family. <laughs> what do you know? You don't know. I, I know. Oh. And <laughs> a wife named Persimmon. <laughs> oh. Two little kids. Kiwi. And mango. <laughs> I really want some tropical fruit now. Uh, she offers you the uh, tempweeb suit. Uh, she's like, this is university property. I, I fear that Dr. Sostani may be in serious trouble. Uh, this armor, if it'll help any of you uh, to track her down, it's, it's yours. It's tempweeb fitted for a kasatha, but any of you could easily uh, amend it. Uh, Frisk takes it and like, he sniffs it all over so he gets her scent. Mm. Mm. She smells so good. Can, good. Now we now we can track her. Troy, will you allow me to stack temp weave armor suits on my character sheet so I can double the bonuses? No. <laughs> PG will um, will rub her Lashunta ringwear too and be like, <laughs> I don't need that. All right. Well, I just was off. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. You don't have to take it. Why don't you offer it to someone else? I'll, I'll wear it. No, I'll take. Yeah, I, no, I need it for. Research purposes. 
That was weird. Or <laughs> <laughs> a creepy rat man. Oh, boy. All right, so the android. I put it in my cheek pouch. Why did you use quotation marks with your claws so large? <laughs> the android and the, the Shinto will wear wire. It's a plus four EAC NKAC bonus with a max dex bonus of five. No armor check penalty. Yep. Damn, that's a good. Oh, I'll take that. I'll I'll take it. <laughs> roll, roll off. Roll off. It's, roll off. It's two thousand credits. Roll like a roll. Uh, five. Nice. Oh, you killer! All right. What are you wearing now, Joe? Didn't you buy armor? Uh, no, I undid that. Oh, that heavy armor thing. It was impractical. It was a plus two to AC, which is the exact same thing this thing will be. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you have two options. You've got the five arches. You've got. Kabarat Port Authority. Then at the same time, right around the time when you're hanging out with the doctors, all of your comm units light up. And you get a message from Dr. Alabian's 212. Oh. Awesome. Um, and it just says... It's a voicemail, right? All right. It's not text. <laughs> Better not be text. Here is the research that I said I would provide to you. <laughs> I'm sending it now. Uh, yes, I've, I've taken out the most prominent parts of uh, Helicrium Zans. Where's that? <laughs> Hopefully this will help you in your studies. Good luck. It always sounds like he's running out of air at the end of every uh, so He doesn't know when so to take great. a breath. Be sure to look me up the next time you visit the Kamran University. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember when he, remember when he, uh, <laughs> he, when Frisk let him poke around in his mind. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I'll do it. Now, <laughs> uh, and you all so get good. this information. Oh, Ooh, he took the time oh, to man. annotate what seemed like the most important parts of Halloween Zan's research Ooh, that you him. would find important. And so, we're going to talk about these in a second. I'm going to have each of you read one because I think there's five main points. Yeah, but here's the thing. You kind of got caught up here in a problem the university A missing had. persons investigation. A missing persons investigation. Your job as Starfinders is to figure out what's going on with this. The what's the rock. connection between the language found on the Drift Rock and, you know, stuff that Halkweem Zahn mentioned. This, these pyramid people of... Uh, Ukala. Of Ukala. Los, Los Kialu. So save, now with these save the notes, save the world, save the professor, <laughs> save the world. But with these notes, you also realize that you can follow a course from the coastal outpost of uh, Trahalu Point to the continent of Ukalam, inland to this accursed pyramid city, which uh, Zan claimed to have discovered. He has a list of landmarks that you would look for along the way. And everything, so you kind of have all the information you need. However, you don't have the permission to do so. Right. That's something the police could grant, the university might be able to grant, or together may be able to grant. And they're going to hold off on that until we help them with their investigation. Maybe. Maybe. You certainly won't get the but university's I mean, approval. Right, but the woman is a valuable source of intel for this exact research that we're doing, isn't she's she? She's basically, like, if Halkweem Zahn she's was the a foremost expert. Yeah, she, she has all the information uh, that Halkweem Zahn had and more. Like, she's studied his notes. These seem to dovetail nicely into each other, then. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't really see the value in... Besides time. Time is important. Time. But we would just have to get lucky 
when I mean we have a reasonable path here, but we're going into an extremely dangerous unknown area. I mean, having more information is probably. We want to know as much as we can. Yeah, exactly. We do it. Yeah, and you know that like nah. this is public knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> the Gee. the language that was found on the drift rock has been broadcast everywhere. So you, Roger Dukdorf, even said in his first piece that like people from all over the pack worlds are now searching to find these connections. If you found the connection, now obviously you have uh, a high uh, hookup with the Starfinder Society for them to look through their amazing database to find this connection, but it's only a matter of time before other people have or already have. The bad news about access to it being so restricted and difficult to get to is that if we run into anyone else looking for these things, they might be pretty powerful themselves. They Some might tough be. tough customers. Right. Like, if you have this type of access, you know what you guys are. Well, who are the other people getting yeah. this access? Wow. Let's go around and read these findings. Uh, Grant, you start with the first one. These are from Halloween Zahn's notes. Would you like this to be in Grant voice or May Shun voice? Um, Grant. Grant voice. Wildlife. Castroville crawls with <laughs> vermin and beasts of all kinds. That's your real voice? That's my real voice. I never use it. Ugh. It's awful. <laughs> Thunder- right. It's very off-putting. Voice. These are all like written in Hawkwing Zone. This is like straight out of the book. Thunder-bellied behemoths clear past through the jungle while bellowing madly. More vexing, though, are what we've come to call sting bats. Some hellish cross of monkey, bat, and scorpion that travel in troops and harass us regularly. I fought off one as it attacked a porter and shot another as it fled, and from then on they targeted me. It's as though they can sense strength, yet resent it. Oh, that's so self-serving, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Skid. Uh, the Rune Obelisk. A dramatic spire barely rising above the tree line was the first of our great landmarks. Each side of it was once engraved with untold wisdom, but only the sheltered runes near the base have survived the ages. The plants here grow thicker, as if feeding upon some gifts left by the ancient elves. Sacrifices of flesh, blood, flesh and blood, no doubt. Ellie. The Plague Warden. This massive stone figure is a reclining elven form covered in weathered boils. I suspect it is an effigy? Effigy. Effigy that served ritual purposes such as absorbing the illness of some great king so he might live forever. Cool. Wow. Matthew. Yes. The Forsaken City. The city in the foothills is a forest of small pyramids overgrown with vines. As with the funerary monuments of lost Osirian, it might be this was not a place of the living, but a realm of the dead. Initial excavations uncovered multiple stone tiers of the fine architecture displaying skill, truly more advanced than the builder's primitive contemporaries. Mm. Joseph. The stairs to eternity. From the forsaken city rises a staggering, weathered staircase carved into the mountain beyond, evoking mystical contemplation in all who would climb it. Beyond stands a great temple whose haunted guardians feasted upon my comrades forcing us to flee the savage sentinels. Wow. Let's go find that. Yeah, that Ooh, sounds fun. That sounds good. The the all... Stairs to eternity. Yeah. I think and they all she's sound... I think so, they all sound really cool, but, but I think Forsaken City and Stairs of Eternity. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, mm. what he's describing is mm. the the things you will pass en route to this oh, lost cool. pyramid. And this okay. is all from Halquim Zahn's writing? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you know him to be... Yeah, that's why he says, like, super douchey things. Yeah. It's right. just like, the clearly... Far more advanced than the builder's primitive contemporaries. <laughs> it's as in... though they can sense strength. Clearly. <laughs> they're, they're attracted to massive handsomeness. Is this in chrono- <laughs> chronological order? Like, we will first go to wildlife and then ruin all... Like... Mm, not necessarily, no. But you know the path, so... So you know if you see these things that you're along the path. He's describing the wildlife. These monkey bat scorpion creatures harassed him along the way. That might be the entire journey. At a certain point, you should come across this obelisk. If you see that, you know you're going in the right direction. The same with the plague warden, this reclining elf covered in boils. How big is it? Uh, And then the forsaken city itself. And, of course, the stairs to eternity. Very, very interesting. I'm very excited to see... How much of this confirms the idea that Halquim was a hack? How much of it shows that he wasn't lying? What is embellished? What isn't? Right. That's what I'm really excited to see on this journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you might be able to come back and be like, actually, he was totally right on. Yep. With yeah. everything. Just a racist imperialist buffoon. Just he was a, a racist fraud. Dick. Just yeah. a real dick. Speaking of dicks, Private Wienerpoop. No, excuse me. Detective <laughs> Wienerpoop. Wienerpoop. Detective Wienerpoop. Detective Wienerpop. <laughs> so what do you want to do first? You want to go to the Five Arches? Well, I'm going to Port Authority. I personally would like to cast my vote to go to the Five Arches, but only because I'm a bit hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see if I can get two men to follow you tonight. We'll, uh, we'll meet at the rendezvous point to get you wired up. I'll, I'll send you good men. Good men! Two days from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> They've been on the force for a long time. Yeah, they're good. so dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, right. So we'll meet. Two days from retirement. Oh, God. I just bought a boat. Yes, that's Christmas. The live forever. <laughs> God, I envy him. I'm sure their spouses will love keeping up with that without their retirement. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Restaurant. Yeah. yeah. The, Let's go to the. Yeah. All right. So you want to go to the restaurant? Um, you meet up with the cops nearby at the rendezvous point. They meet you uh, like in the back of a van. They throw you in the van, shake you up. No, they <laughs> mess you up a little bit. Start beating us savagely. <laughs> No one will think to check someone beaten so badly That's for a right. wire because we never, are just covered in bruises. I never suspect that anyone this uh. badly savaged by the police would be, would be allied with them. It's uh, uh, Officer Mike McCoy. <laughs> what? And Officer Zingbat Duffaloo. <laughs> he's, he's an alien. Mike McCoy's a human. <laughs> he's he's an alien. You're kidding. Yep, Zingbat Duffaloo. <laughs> Duffaloo? No, actually, Zingbat Duffaloo is the human, and Mike yeah. McCoy. That's right. Is Mike McCoy is like a tentacle, weird alien. <laughs> and, he, and he's the one that puts the wire on you. He's, ad- he's adopted. <laughs> he's got these wet hands that he's slipping up your shirt. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't done this in a while with my, my tentacles. <laughs> my name's Mike McCoy. You can call me Officer McCoy. I sound just like the detective. Congratulations uh, on being so close to your retirement, Officer McCoy and Officer Duffaloo. Two days. Two days away. That I told my wife the other day, I can't wait. That's going to be great. We'll finally get to take that trip I always told her about once I get my pension. Isn't that right, Duffaloo? 
<laughs> yep. Told my wife the same thing. We all have the same voice here. Cops and cover up. Let me tell you something about my partner. McCoy's a good cop. The hell of a cop. <laughs> all right. Now you're wired up. We'll be in this van. Good luck. Don't, don't do anything we wouldn't do. On this episode of Cabaret PD. Cabaret PD. <laughs> so the establishment of the Five Arches is pretty easy to find through Casterville's Infosphere. Uh, you were able to, you know, figure it out on your way to meet up with the cops. It's located off the beaten path, also in the Gateway District, near the east end of the city. If you like, go online. Uh, so, to, they, is this like a a port city, like a, a an oceanic port city, or no? It's inland. It's inland. Okay. Yeah, it's inland. Uh, but the uh, the whole Gateway District, I, I imagine it to be kind of like Eighth Avenue, but in space. And so, okay. Port Authority is just a bunch of portals that lead to other worlds. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> cool. And when we find it on the Infosphere, is it like a really well-regarded restaurant? Is it like classy or can we oh. Yelp it? Yelp review. Oh, yeah. So you go, you go be to Yelp review and you see that the Five Arches is a cafe dedicated to serving the discerning palates of a dozen worlds. That's what it says on their website. Huh? Cafe yeah. dedicated. Um, but then you start to read the reviews and you see a one-star review. So you want to read that one. And it says... <laughs> this is, is this a, a peek into how you look at restaurant? <laughs> yes. It's one star. No, no, this is a this is a real one star review. Uh, and it's the reviewer is like, so I went to the five ar- arches the other night with some of my girlfriends. <laughs> That's how they all start. All the bad reviews, they always start like that. We uh, the hostess was extremely rude. Yeah. We were, uh, we were just 15 minutes late. Right. We were a little bit late, <laughs> but the hostess gave us more guff than I thought necessary. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit it lived up to its reputation as an eclectic dive with wildly variable food and drink quality combined with bizarre food pairings for the daily specials. But this is not a place that right-thinking individuals would frequent willingly. He has Boy. copied this from wow. the internet. She's like, <laughs> the proprietor, Yuli, a female android, runs an efficient business, sure, marred only by her insistence on developing new recipes that her muted android sense of taste can't properly judge. Even so, she delights in creating, in quotes, authentic off-world cuisine that is utterly inconsistent. Fortunately for her, the not-so-low-key thugs who frequent the dive know to skip the menu and just order drinks. TL colon DR. Great spot for an end-of-the-night drink. Skip the special of the day. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, so you, this is what you know about the place. It seems it's advertised as a pretty eclectic place, but this reviewer says that the proprietor is an android that has no taste buds, and so she tries to create all these dishes uh, from off-world cultures that she has no way of knowing if she's nailing or not. Uh, it's really a place for thugs to go and drink. Um, so we're you, walking into a really fine establishment. Real fine establishment. A real dive. You see the five arches uh, from the street. There's like a glaring neon sign. It's like two and a half McDonald's. <laughs> and is the name a reference to anything or just the name? Well, the arches in the right. Port City. Okay. So it's like Beer Authority near Port Authority. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get the it. The five arches. Oh, now, now I get it. Now it adds up. Beer Authority. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, I never made the connection. They've, they've got the golden arches. I've got the golden arcs. 
that coming to America right now? Yeah. Okay, I went to that location, by the way. I did, I went to a walking pilgrimage to where they shot that. It's out on Queens Boulevard. Oh, and really? they had just torn it down. It was so sad. It's Nothing's more sad than the interior of this place because you walk in and there's like a riot of souvenirs from all around the world. It kind of like has a planet Hollywood feel. Like here's here's a real Castrovel necklace and here's a, an Akiton pencil sharpener. Uh, and this is the cane from Citizen Kane. <laughs> Sounds like the old TGI Fridays decoration. It's got kind of like every booth is named after a different planet in the packed world. Uh, uh, great. Or, or one awesome. of its habitats. Habitable moons. Uh, so you walk in, you see that, and you're just like, oh boy. The diaspora corner, it's like the tables are asteroids. <laughs> it's just a bunch of little tables, a bunch of bean bags. Uh, the, high, the high chairs are meteor, meteors. <laughs> you, you see that there's a sign right when you walk in take all fights outside. So oh, immediately so it's you're like, th- it's like, like being in Texas. Yeah. I have a feeling exactly. we're not going to do that. No, yeah. oh, no guns uh, in the restaurant. No blasters. No blasters. No blasters. No blasters. <laughs> you look around and there's probably a dozen or so patrons just nursing drinks alone or in pairs. So it has all the makings of what was like really nice on its grand opening, but now it's like got all of that charm uh, with these shitty patrons just chugging drinks. Oh, this is because some scumbag came in here and, like, has taken over the place. They ruined yeah. the joint. The yeah. daily special, it says, Figgy Bald Eagle Surprise. Oh. Um, and you see one being What's brought to a table. It's like an un- unidentifiable <laughs> avian cutlet smothered in, like, a fig fruit-like compote. The surprise uh, is when anyone orders it. Served along <laughs> with some bitter tuber. Anyway, so that brings over. God, so you see a, a female android behind the bar. Uh, Dax, you know an android when you see yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that appears to be the only worker. Uh, so you would think maybe that's the proprietor. Uh, you don't know. Yeah, so Dax will walk up to her. Uh, say, hello, I'd like to introduce myself. You seem busy, but I don't want to intrude. I am distribution android X-19. Oh, hello. Can I get you a drink, Distribution Android X-19? Uh, before I order, may I have your name? My name is Yuli. Welcome to the Five Arches. So what it'll be? A Castrovellian Sunrise? Or maybe some Acatone Brandy? A Castrovellian Sunrise sounds terrific. Thank Coming you. right up. And she makes it, and it doesn't have any of the correct ingredients. It doesn't even look like it. And she passes you, like, a gray liquid. <laughs> With a piece of celery in it. He just kind of, like, looks at it, and it sneers a little bit. The best in town. Holds it. That's, that, that's dishwater and celery, right? Castorelli and Sunrise? There you go. Mostly dishwater and celery. No, no, it's not. <laughs> looks back up at her. I would like to introduce my friends. And he just sort of, like... Know, goes through them. This is uh, Dr. Kundatu Friss. Ah, Meishan Vanya. Oh, a doctor. Captain K. Hello, Captain. <laughs> a woman. And PG. <laughs> and oh, a monkey. <laughs> no, she is a. What do you call it again? Marukoi. She is I say Marukoi. 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 Well, we have um, we have many treats from your home world. Perhaps you'd like to try the Marukoi. Surprise! God, it's gonna be a brain, right? <laughs> it's a monkey brain. No. Oh no! Surprise! Uh, monkey's brains. Monkey like, brains. Uh, my, I, my second husband was a maracoy, and he taught me this. And he, she makes some drink, and it's just got like cherries, and it's red, and it Aww. looks ridiculous. And she hands it to you. Oh. What do you think? So PG has lately been feeling really, really sick. 
but she takes it as, a, as a, because it's part of her tr- tradition and culture to accept gifts, even if they're horrible. Right. Um, and she takes a sips, and then she immediately starts puking. <laughs> oh. oh, maybe I made it a little strong. <laughs> I thought it was four drops of gasoline. I, <laughs> maybe I, it was three. <laughs> I, I apologize, I apologize. And she collapses on a chair. Oh, well... Another satisfied customer. <laughs> what about the rest of you? Captain? Milady? Uh, Doctor? Fris is, uh, pardon me, I'm going to go tend to my crewmates. And he goes over and starts checking on her to make sure she's not dying. <laughs> Giving her a, uh, a drip. <laughs> yeah. A saline Get drip. Her saline drip. Uh, yeah, roll a heel check. All right. She's dead. <laughs> she's, she's permanently dead. Uh, that is a uh, 25. 25. You look over PG while uh, Dax and um, Shun and Captain K are uh, talking with the bartender, and you see she's got, like, bruises on her arms and stuff. And if you continue to look further while she... Is she unconscious right now, PG? Or no, she's, she, kinda, like, she's just... Uh, she's uh, looking at nauseated. Dr. Friss trying to focus on him, but... Yeah, yeah so she's kind of out of it while she's looking at you. You don't know if it's from the drink or just from, you know, uh, like, cryo brain freeze. Um but you see, like, bruises on her and almost like a bite mark Oh, on her, like, sh- an exposed part of her shoulder. Uh, I'm going to, like, pull what? out my, my medical kit and, like, a little flashlight. And, like, I'm going to look into it, like, see if I can figure out what it is. Yeah. Um, roll a second heel check. Okay. Doctor. Well, while he's doing it, yeah. PG is like, doctor, I do, I think I have what humans refer to a cold. I uh, feel disgusting. Uh, do you recall getting bitten by any sort of creature recently? 26 on the check. 26. They appear to be self-inflicted. On her arm? Yeah. Like she bit herself. All right. So, are you feeling all right? I mean, mentally. Uh, PG just looks at him and says... It's it's weird to come back to Castroville. I am not gonna lie. It's been weird. I have these flashes, you know, flashes of of happy memories. But I, uh, it's like something is rotten inside of me. You have been here before. Yes, yes, yes. A long time ago. I uh, I lived on the campus. And she smiles. You did. Yes, a long time ago. It was very different, but it's still strangely familiar. Huh. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, like, tank her temperature and... Rectally. Right. (laughs) Normally. In in the middle of the box. Normally. Uh, and just see, see if, you know, I'm not gonna press, I'm not gonna press you, like, on this. Um, like... She, I just I do I want you sorry I, I do want you to know that I'm a I'm also a psychiatrist. If you want anything to talk anyone to talk to, you can let me know anything. I can help you. And her voice changes slightly, and she looks at Doctor Frizz and says, "I am not a bad girl." No. And then she pops out of it. Can I do a psych psychology? Check to yeah. see, like, if I can figure out what's going. Yeah, you can try. Uh, twenty-five. No, twenty-seven. Yeah, the symptoms that she's presenting with are consistent with, you know, someone that's coming out of uh, cryo, but 
she seems a little off on top of that and it's not something you think that should be fully connected to just brain thaw you are suffering from hibernation sickness (laughs) (laughs) hibernation sickness Uh, but uh, there seems to be more going on here than that would explain so what brings you to uh, (laughs) the five arches we are interested in uh, I I would like to know if you have if you know of a patron named what's that dude's name Pasquale Pasquale Uh, Pasquale Uh, Pasquale. Pasquale. a patron named Ara Pasquale uh, Arab Pascal, I don't get many people's names around here. I can't remember every name. Uh, no, it doesn't sound familiar to me. What about you? Dax will sort of like ass down the bar to a couple of like the shady dudes that are just like sipping on drinks. Like, ever heard the name Arab Pascal? And they just kind of go back to their drinks. But a couple seconds later, a Lashunta comes rolling up. Oh. It's played by Billy Zane. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Cool it, Zane. Great. He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. So your friend Billy Zane. <laughs> I love that guy. It's been a while since I saw him. You uh, looking for Ira Pacquale? Yes, that is correct. How do you know that name? We know that he is a well-known in the academic field. We come from the university. Oh, you come from a university. Well, interesting. And he just kind of looks down at the bar. Do you know him? Maybe I know him. Maybe I don't. Why are you, uh... Why are you interested in finding him? He is supposed to meet us, we thought. He had some information regarding an academic study that we are working on. He said he frequents this establishment. Oh. You're meeting him here? Yes. To talk about, um, academic... Yes, archaeological in nature. Roll bluff check. This oh, is Dax. Boy. Roll bluff check. Dax, <laughs> roll bluff check. Ugh, eight. Kreska, Meshun, and Dax roll a perception check. <laughs> Sixteen. Fuck. Ten. <laughs> Twenty-one. While Dax is talking to this guy and... You hear him. You know he just tried to bullshit him. You don't know if the guy sees through it or not. But you do notice his hand goes down to his belt. Oh, shit. And he pushes a button. Oh, no. On the buckle. <gasps> and we'll see you next week. Oh, oh, no! Shoot him! It's a walk-off! It's a walk-off! It's a walk-off! It's, it's a walk-off! Walk <laughs> Perhaps I can be of service. <laughs> <laughs>
Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 